Disability Talks with Shane. Talking all things disability. Cycling Without Age is a charity that prevents loneliness and offers the opportunity for people with a disability to enjoy bike rides in the local community. Welcome to the podcast, Tim. G'day, Shane. Thanks for, uh, thanks for inviting me on. Thank you. Can you please tell us about Cycling Without Age and how it works? Sure. So uh, Cycling Without Age is a, a lovely little charity which, on the surface of it, what it's about is taking people with, who have reduced mobility either due to age or disability or whatever out for rides on what we call trishaws. And a trishaw is a bit like a rickshaw, you know, so if you can picture that, uh, uh, like a couple of seats on the front of a bike and we have a volunteer cyclist behind. And we basically, we take people out for rides on bike paths and beautiful places around Australia. Uh, and, and, and I guess, what it's really, like, that's the bike, but what it's really about is more than that. It's about helping people who maybe find it a bit hard to get around to connect with their community, to connect with nature, to get out and about a bit on on uh, on on these trishaws, as we call them. So, you know, it's it's really more about connection and well-being and joy and fun. Um, but it's all done by sitting on a bike and going for a ride. Why was the charity started? Well, so it actually started. It was funny, you know. We're part, it's an international thing, and it started in Copenhagen, uh, in Europe. Um, with rides specifically for older people. The, the guy who started it off noticed uh, that loneliness was a huge issue amongst older people. Um, and so it started there uh, for, in that way. But in Australia, uh, when, when it got started up over here, when, when, when it got here, the, the focus has been broader. It's anybody who struggles to get around for whatever reason, whose mobility is reduced. And and it starts it starts up because someone thinks, oh, this is a good idea. This looks like an enjoyable thing to do, and is about helping people stay connected, not be lonely, not be isolated, uh, not be limited in or not as limited perhaps in in their mobility and getting out and having fun. So it's it it really did start from that sort of interest in reconnecting with people who maybe had lost connection because of the loss of mobility. And it's all about gathering stories and hearing what people's lives are about and re- reconnecting. So, so yeah, as, a, as, a, as an organisation, it, it just started in a really small way in Denmark, uh, in Copenhagen, and um, has uh, subsequently spread across more than 50 countries across the world. And, um, yeah, because I think that... People who, who who get involved with it see the benefit of it. Both the the the, the passengers, the pilots, we, the people who ride the bikes, we call pilots. All the volunteers, carers, whatever. It just spreads because it's such a lovely. It's a gentle, simple idea that has actually much bigger impacts than uh, you'd think. So it, it started small, but it has become big very very quickly. How many volunteers do you have in your organisation? So, mate, I'm up on the Sunshine Coast, and my little chapter up here on the Sunshine Coast, we've got about 57 active volunteers at the moment. Um, you know, we've, we've got more people who support us, but 55, 57 active volunteers here on the Sunshine Coast. But across Australia, 
there's over 500 volunteers, well over 500 volunteers across Australia. Um, and the thing about Cycling Without Age is it's entirely volunteer run. Like the, the whole thing, management committee, the executive, the, there is no staff as such. We're all volunteers. Um, so, yeah, more than, more than 500 across Australia. It's a pretty decent size. How many tri-short operators in Australia? Um, so that's constantly growing. So it's really hard to give you a, a specific figure because it, uh, it's something that is growing and growing uh, as, as word spreads. And, you know, we only started up in 2016 in Australia. That's when we first got started. And in the six years since then, we've gone from, I think, two, two trishaws started the whole thing off. And now we're up to, um, there's about 80 right now, definitely operating around Australia, but another um, 17 have just arrived in the country and they've all, they're all being allocated. So I guess that's going to take us up to, to 90 or so trishaws operating in various places around Australia now, but it just keeps growing. We've already got orders for, for you know, to start getting another shipment for chapters that are starting up in new places or chapters that are growing. So, yeah, lots of them around the place. And, and, you know, some of them – sorry, sorry, man. I was just going to say some of them are, are the way I described to you where there are two passengers on the front and a pilot at the back. But more and more now we're getting these extra trishaws which are designed to carry a person in a wheelchair. So if there's someone who can't transfer out of their wheelchair, and our, our bikes, they're pretty easy to get into. If you can stand up, you can get in. Even if you need to be supported to stand up, you can get in. But obviously we know not everybody can do that. Transferring out of a chair um, out in the community is not easy for everyone. So a lot of chapters now are starting to get these new trishaws as well where you can literally just roll – um, a wheelchair straight onto the bike and then the whole wheelchair gets strapped in really safely and uh, and they can go for a ride uh, further than perhaps they would go on, on, on their chair on their own. So more and more chapters are getting those. So those are starting to pop up around Australia too, which is uh, you know, a great next step for us, I think. Where Quick question, where are the tri-shores manufactured, if you know? Yeah, so, so they're, they're all manufactured in Europe. Um, to be part of Cycling Without Aids, they have to be a very um, high-quality bike because we, we have a very high focus, first and foremost, on safety, then on comfort, and then, of course, on fun. <laughs> but but they, they're all, they all come from um, very a, a few, there are a few different manufacturers who've been endorsed by Cycling Without Age International. So at the moment, they're all coming from, from Europe. Yeah. So with you mentioned the wheelchair side of it. What other disability people can go in onto the um, the bikes? Mate, we try to be as inclusive as we can possibly be. So, so any anyone who has reduced mobility or can't get around for for any reason, and and I mean that might be um, literally the the the. the they're in a wheelchair, as we, we've spoken about, so they, 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 there might be limited distances they can travel. But even people with illness, like a number of people who we take have got heart conditions, so not necessarily disability, but a heart condition, and they can't walk any distance, we will take for a ride. Older people who just can't walk any distance, we'll take for a ride. 
um, but all kind, any kind of disability. We, we, we took a, a young fellow the other day who uh, um, his, his issue is more with psychosocial disability and he finds getting out and about quite intimidating, but going with a carer, uh, well, it wasn't a carer, it was a, a loved one, a good friend, um, was able to, got on the bike and headed out. So we try to be really inclusive. We, we, we're not very, uh, we're more likely to say yes, you can come than no, you can't. If um, if you tell us that you, you you find it hard to get around, we're we're basically going to say, well, you're welcome to come for a ride with us because we're about getting as many people out and connected up as possible. How do people get involved or donate? Uh, yeah, so so look, there's we've got a national. Um, website, which I guess because I'm talking about our national stuff, I, I should point people towards our national website, um, which if you just type cyclingwithoutage.org.au you know, into a web browser or even just type Cycling Without Age Australia into a web browser, you'll get to our website and there's a donate button on there and there's also uh, contact information there. But a lot of local chapters as well it, it, it have got like Facebook pages and things. So, so all you have to do is get in touch with your local chapter through that website. You can you know, you'll get to them through the website. The website, the, if you send a contact, um, you know, if you send a contact us thing, if you send an email via the website, the, the admin people in the website will connect you up with your local chapter. And then once you're connected with your local chapter, you're up and running because they will, you know, they're very happy. Most chapters are, always need more volunteers. Certainly, I mean, we don't have any source of income other than the donations from the community. So if you want to donate to your local chapter, find that through the website and you can, almost all of them will be in a position to take donations. Tax deductible, of course. We, we're a registered charity, registered with, you know, um, as um, tax deductible charity, so get in contact with a local chapter via that website that I mentioned before, Cycling Without Age Australia, and uh, yeah, then, then once you're connected up, you can offer to volunteer. You can also find out how to book a ride if it's more that you want to go for a ride than volunteer. Each chapter has its own way of operating because it's a really, I guess, the love. One of the lovely things about Cycling Without Age is that it's really about local community. So although we've got a national group that tries to help all the local groups work well, each local group has developed a thing that works really well for their local community. So get on the website, find your way to your local chapter by just asking a question on that website and the local chapter will be able to fill you in about yeah, donations, volunteering, rides and, and whatever else. Because, yeah, it's, it's, it's all been worked out that works well for those local communities. And it's always growing too. So, you know, if you jump on the website one month, there may not be a chapter in your local area, but but there may be one that's, that's coming up. And certainly if anyone is listening to this podcast and has gone, oh, that sounds like a nice idea, I'd like to get one started in my local area, then definitely hop on the website, make contact with us, and, and we're all in the business of helping local chapters get started, get up and running. Thanks, Sherry Master, for being on my podcast today, Tim. My pleasure. It was great. Thank you for, for asking me to be on. I hope uh, things are going well for you, Shane. They are. There's something for everyone at the Amstel Club, your new local. 
Part of the community since 1936, the Amstel Club is your place to enjoy drinks, a meal with friends or a live show. With an indoor and outdoor sports bar area, 300-seat bistro, outdoor beer garden, full function facilities and a brand new kids' play zone, the Amstel Club has you covered. Open 9am to 5am every day. The Amstel Club Cranbourne, your new local. Today on the podcast, I'm chatting with a good mate of mine, Ben Van Ray who's not only a mad sports person, but just started up his own podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Ben. Thanks for having me on, Shane. Would you like to tell us a bit about your disability, if you like to? Absolutely. So I've got uh, spina bifida. Uh, I'm in a wheelchair. Uh, but that doesn't stop me from doing what I love, which is podcasting, uh, which I believe we're going to talk about, uh, footy, uh, and work as well. So I'm no different to any other person. I still do the things that I enjoy. How How's work been for you, Ben? Can you explain about it? Sure. So I work uh, two days a week at uh, Willara Productions. So I am an assistant uh, video editor. So I do that two days a week. And then uh, on a Thursday, I work at, well, our logistics, so we pick and pack for uh, different companies, so like Maya, uh, Biore, No Strips, um, and all different uh, companies as well. So here you also played wheelchair footy. How did that all come about? So wheelchair footy was a bit of an interesting one. I used to play uh, wheelchair basketball, and when COVID hit, uh, obviously naturally – Everything shut down, so it stopped. And then um, it got back going again. But I never heard about it. Um, no one ever told me. Uh, it was a bit uh, bit underhanded, really. So, and then a lot of my friends was like, were like, oh, why don't you try wheelchair footy? And I was, I was actually volunteering at the time on a, on a Sunday. Uh, just across the road here at um, in Cranbourne uh, for Cranbourne Eagles uh, Feeder Football Club. And I thought, you know what, I'll give that away and try wheelchair footy. So I tried it. And because I've got links down with St Kilda, I went down there. Uh, I skipped the league come and try day and went straight to St Kilda. And, uh, yeah, went down there. They said, yeah, we'll pick you up. And lo and behold, I got a call and said, we drafted you. So how? what position do you play in all that? So the positions are, uh, you've, so you've got five on the court. It's, we play it on a basketball court. Uh, you've got five on the court. So you've got two defence, uh, two forwards and one centre. So the centre can go anywhere. And then the court itself is actually split into thirds. Uh, I... I play a bit of everywhere because it's my first season. So I uh, get just getting a feel for every position. I haven't played centre as yet, um, but uh, forward and uh, defence, definitely uh, I've played that. I love being a forward, but uh, still haven't scored a goal yet, but that'll come. How do you, is it a handball or what? How do you kick in? Um... Yeah, so... Um, a handball is a kick. Uh, a handball must travel 
three metres uh, from the point of where it was handballed to constitute a mark. And then for an, uh, a handball is an uh, underarm throw. That's not bad. I'd love to come watch you play one time. Yeah, absolutely. We encourage It's our off-season at the moment, so we've finished our season for the year. But next year, definitely, Shane, you definitely should come down to uh, Burundara Sports Complex and uh, have a watch. And I hear you on Casey Radio. How was that? Yeah, so I was on Casey Radio with my uh, day service, uh, Wallara, uh, which was good. I enjoyed it. I'm doing, uh, I was doing the panelling for the show and I also did a bit of work experience there, um, panelling for other shows as well, um, and doing a bit of admin stuff, which I absolutely loved uh, doing uh, at the time. Yeah. And I hear you've also got a podcast called, called Ben's Talk Sport. How did that come about? Uh, so I wanted to get back into radio. Uh, I wanted to get back into uh, radio or podcasting in some form. I've always had an interest in the media. Uh, so I'm doing a media course also. Um, but I wanted to get back into the radio. And when I found out about uh, Radio Voice, I was like, ooh, this sounds cool. So it was a bit of juggling uh, with my work and all of that. But I'm doing it now and I absolutely love it. So I also hear you also do stuff at Access Your Ways. How did, what do you think about them? I love Access Your Ways. Uh, good, good, uh, good way to get out of the house and get out and about in the community. Uh, I know... I know that uh, you're a big uh, basketball fan. Yes, Shane. I am. Uh, so we see each other at uh, some Melbourne United games from time to time. Yes, uh, we do. So, uh, yeah, so no, it's good to get out in the community and, um, yeah, be amongst friends and, yeah, have a bit of fun. Yeah, it would be have a bit of fun. Thanks for being on my podcast today, Ben. I look forward to chatting again soon. Absolutely, Shane, anytime. That was another episode of Disability Talk with Shane. For more episodes, check us out on Spotify or check us a like on socials. Mm-hmm.